Welcome to Tech This Way. Thanks for joining me in Penang. Here we are. Good to see you. Yeah, all the way. All the way. Yeah, so it's a coincidence, right? Yes. Uh, and finally, finally we meet in person. That's right. So, last message each other four years ago. 2016. Wow. <laughs> That's a long time. Um, so, obviously, then Easy Parcel was already there, open yeah. then. So, how far back has it been? Since uh, 2014 until now. So, almost close to eight years okay. in journey. And I think the I'm guessing that the current situation has must have been very good for you, lah. For logistic e-commerce, definitely yes, it's right? a boom. Because um, like six months ago, no one really understand what's QR code, right? Yeah. So now right? six months after, everyone knows what e-commerce. So it's been you. It has helped educate the public, lah, for you, yes. right? Yes. So actually accelerate uh, the entire speed. So let's go back to uh, 2014, lah. How did it all begin? Or even before that? Oh, before that, I think yeah. uh, Easy Voucher is actually my second venture. Okay. So the first one is uh, Easy Voucher. So it's an online um, daily deal uh, voucher site. So okay. very similar to like Groupon, Living Social. Right. So that was my first venture when I came back from UK back in 2010. Okay. And running that business for almost two years. And then that's the time where Groupon and Living Social came in. So, so in 2010, you came back. And it was here in Penang or you were in here? Here in Penang. Okay. So I was always in Penang. Right. Today. Right. Okay. So what what made you decide? Okay lah. I don't want to work for anybody. Come back and stay away. Do venture. Very good question. Hopefully my mom is not listening to it. <laughs> because uh, she wanted you to work somewhere lah. You rebel. I don't want. No. As as an elder son, it's always uh, they are very feeling proud as in they wanted their kids to be as uh, professional. Yeah, like yeah. Doctors, lawyers, engineers. So what was your option? So mine is, I picked the easiest one, which is engineering, okay. rather than doctorate oh, right, right. lawyers, right? Uh, so uh, I went into engineering, uh, yeah. aerospace engineer. Okay, not easy one, no, engineering. <laughs> and uh, I was in UK for eight years. Okay. Four years in studies, and uh, remaining four years is actually working there. Oh, I so see. So work uh. with a big corporate there. Mm. Um, basically, life is, is, is good. Right. Because that time, uh, the English pound to ringgit Malaysia is one to seven. Wow. So came back was like with the credit card charge, everything lah. Yes. Let's so, by seven, nice. Yes, and it's, it's never my thing. It's because it's a passion of my parents. They wanted us to be uh, professional. Right. So right. I'm as an elder son. I always wanted to fulfill what they they wanted to. Of course. And Good being boy. Yes, as you should. So after doing that for a few years, then I noticed that uh, I really um, having trouble in waking up to go to work. Ah, okay. Then I just wanted to do something, mm. anything different, mm. except uh, for what I've been doing for four years. Yeah. Then decided to start something, and during that time, Groupon business and also uh, daily deal is actually the big thing in in Europe. Okay, and that's something that I know. If I bring the same business model back mm. in Malaysia, hi, thanks, thank you, thank you. Yeah, definitely it will work in Penang because as long as it's fifty percent discount, everything will work in Penang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad about people in Penang, but they know how to find a good deal, mm. yes. So that, that's how everything started back in 2010. And uh, everything is started off from my own saving, from okay. money, okay. and come back to run the business. Right. So during that time, I think we are one of the top five uh, startup daily deal company back in 2010. What was it called? Uh, Easy Voucher, E-Z-I. Okay. All right. 
So it was just you and a couple of friends that you knew here and then just yeah. to start. It's basically uh, people that we interview from fresh uh, graduates. Mm. And we have offices in Penang and also one small portion in KL. Okay. What was different between that Easy Coupon and Easy Voucher and uh, Coupon? Uh, not or really much different. Or is it same matter? They are bigger in size. Ours is very local based. Right. Because right. Uh, we run deals throughout all the factories, FTZ and all the small, small uh, areas. Okay. So, so that's if, why if the model works, just follow a copy. Lah. Yes. So that's why we are being learned very fast. <laughs> because there is not much different. Uh, Anyone who offer a better deal, customer will just buy and switch. Yeah, yeah. So the loyalty is actually very, very minimal. Mm. So mm. very easy for anyone can. Uh, the stickiness is actually not there. Mm. But uh, during the journey, we actually managed to notice uh, all these uh, daily deal sites where they actually sell vouchers on services deal. They also venture into selling products online. Okay. The very, very early stage. Okay. So what actually stick between these two is actually when people buy something online, the product online, you need to get it delivered from A to B, right? Mm. So who is the back actually backing up in the middle? Mm. It's the logistic players. Mm. So that's why when we switch, we were thinking about doing this instantly. Okay. So why was the switch? Um, after after daily years. Uh. Uh, we run the business for two years. Okay. And then uh, because we are very local mm. and we don't really have any funding, it's mainly for my own saving. Mm. And uh, when Group One actually came in, they actually swept the entire market crazy right. Right. Uh, by doing it free deals, uh, zero commission, and it's not no way we can actually beat them. Mm. Even if you have a very strong mindset and team members. Uh, I'm ready to hold him. They're buying customers, eh? yeah. Yes. Can't and fight lah. Okay. At the end of the day, you still, you still need to find out the reason behind when you see your bank account is getting lower and lower, right? So, how was your mom at that point? <laughs> they were, they didn't really know much because uh, when I came back in uh, from UK, I told them give me ten years and then I'll do whatever I can as long as I don't need to go back to work. Mm. So that's my promise, uh, as okay. long as I don't really come back home to take any money from them, I can keep myself survive. Then 10 years period, okay. I'll see what I can do. If I really fail, then anytime I can go back to work, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the baseline that I did, okay. uh, I promised to my parents. Uh. Okay. So early, early days is actually quite funny because they were actually quite shocked because uh, I told them I'm coming back for good, but they never believed me, you know, because uh. I came back if it was very small luggage and then they were okay, sure. Then after one month, two months, hey, why are you still here? <laughs> I'm back. I really am. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. during, uh, I think 10 years ago, it's quite hard for us to actually get work permit in UK. Mm. And uh, the company actually applied work permit for us. Mm. And because I was there for 8 years, 2 more years I'll get my PR already. Mm. So everyone thinks that this Clarence going crazy already in UK, suddenly come back and selling voucher online. So after a couple of years of that, and then you're saying, okay, so time to change. And mm. because the, the account amount in the account is getting very, very low, mm. so we need to really make a change. Mm. And uh, the entire team actually see that. So, Easy Voucher, the idea of Easy Voucher is actually not for me. It's also something that is uh, really happening in UK. Mm. Uh, when I was uh, during my study days, mm. I'm actually one of their customers in UK. Right. So, two, two platforms in UK and I'm their customers. Mm. So, they have been running for the similar business model for almost 10 years. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, what can we do, right? Mm. So when we look at logistic business, then I look at the Southeast Asia ecosystem. You don't really find any uh, aggregated platform. Mm. Where a platform where you host all the different vertical of courier service providers. You mm. have the hotel one, but mm. you don't have the courier service line. I see. Okay. So that's how it started. Right, right. So that's what Easy Parcel is. Like. It is actually an aggregator of all the different providers. It's like booking.com for courier services. Ah. 
Okay. So instead of going to, uh, I don't know, DHL directly, we go to you. Yeah, they will come because, uh, example, DHL hmm. or all these, um, our current partners. Ah, CityLink and, I don't know, who are your partners? Uh, we have more than 60 over of them. Oh, okay. So anyone you can name it, they are all, all the big partners. ones, the small ones, everybody yes. your partner. Okay. Yes. So majority of uh, Korea service when we first started, their focus is always focused on B and B to B. So all the big Bs. Mm. Because when you go to one place, you serve uh, big volumes. Yeah. But during that time, e-commerce is very, very minimal. Mm. Very, not really much people. 2014, 2015, 2015, even now, those few years. Even early still, days. Yeah. Yes. So all the small SMEs, uh, if you want to send a parcel, you need to go to the post office and queue. Yeah. You cannot really open an account directly with Korea partners. Because a lot of limitations, they will ask you your SSM, they will ask you a lot of documentation, mm. and uh, you don't really get a special rate because of, of your rate is, uh, mm. your volume is actually little. Mm. So that's where we see the gap. So how can okay. we actually help all the small SMEs during that time? I see. Okay. And then, so how, how, did, how do you even start? Oh, challenging. Yeah. <laughs> what we took almost a year to actually build the platform okay. and also onboarding all our partners. Mm. Because uh, we don't really have any experience with whatever we do. Mm. We only serve as in, uh, if we are a customer, what we really need. Yeah. Then we go and negotiate with all the top Korea companies players. Yeah. And this crazy aerospace engineer, what is he trying to do, right? <laughs> and who yeah. doesn't know me? I'm, I'm a big brand in the Korea service line. Yeah. And why I need you, right? Exactly, right? Yeah. So, so it's like a chicken and egg, right? If you have behind you a million customers, okay lah, then I'll talk to you, right? But you need the couriers to get your million customers, right? Yes. So you're like stuck in the middle, lah. Yes. How do you how do you think you manage to break that? that so sector? so the breaking point is uh, never go for the number one player. Hmm. Go for number three, number four, number five, and then get them all to work together. Then number one will come and knock at your door. Ah, okay, okay. So how did the business grow? So from 2014 onwards. Uh, now I think um, apart from revenue wise, it's up up and again. Like example hmm. for this particular year has hmm. been breaking all-time high all the time mm. uh, in revenue, in parcel volume, in uh, Korea players, mm. even the new onboarding ones, domestic, international, uh, and in country-wise as well. Then if you talk about ecosystem, definitely is growing crazily. Even for the team growth on headcount, mm. uh, we started off from five people, now we have more than 400 plus people. Sorry, from what to what? Uh, from five people, yeah. now close to 400 people across wow. four countries. Okay. Ah, so. Let's go back a little bit. So in 2014, you were operating this platform still specifically for Penang or for uh, uh, Malaysia? For Malaysia. Mainly for Malaysia. Okay. Because uh, Korea service are available basically across mm. Malaysia. Mm. And then you can pick up anywhere and then deliver across mm. uh, any countries. So at that point, you were still dealing more B2B or starting to go B2C? Mainly B2C. It's always B2C. Okay. Yeah, all the small ones. that mm. uh, they have been always been neglected. Mm. So that's the reason why it grows accordingly to, to the time frame where the mm. e-commerce started coming in. Mm. So we have been growing with uh, the existing customers from where they are very small. Okay. So with help me understand the business model. So if there is a... Do you deal with like Lazadas and the Shopees of the world also? No, they are the giant there. So Giant work with Giant directly. They ah. don't really need us. Okay. So um, Shopee, Lazada, because they have their own volume. Mm. So they don't need an aggregator platform in the middle. They mm. can actually negotiate directly with Korean players. Mm. So only the smaller ones that is being neglected always, that's where we are coming in from there. Okay. Okay. Give me an example. Mm, people who sell on Facebook, micro, micro SME sellers. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, WeChat. Mm. All these brands.com. Okay. Right. So they will go to IG Parcel mm-hmm. um, and then they send it to you. Right? So, okay, how does that, How does the whole logistics thing work? Okay. Right. So, most of the time when you place an order online, right? Uh-huh. So, the back end, how they actually work, they have to um, 
As a seller. As a seller. Uh, so uh, traditionally, you have to fill in the airway bill form, right? Mm. The form that you go to post office. Yeah. So, so the physical one. Yes. So we actually convert this physical one into an electronic copy. Okay. So you can actually type everything online. And then from the system wise, you can actually just print out the slip itself. Mm-hmm. It's just a normal printer. You okay. don't need any dot matrix printers or anything. Okay. So from that particular slip, you can stick on the parcel itself. Mm. And then just wait for the courier partners to come and pick up itself. So as a seller, do I choose the partner or does yes. it matter? Oh, I do. Yes. Once you click on the website itself, you put in the postcode and then the deliver uh, postcode itself. Mm. From the pickup and delivery postcode, then a list of service provider will be there. Ah, the relevant ones. Lah. Yes. And, and, from there, and their pricing also. Lah. Pricing, service level, duration of delivery, is all that. Okay. So you can pick whichever brands that you prefer. Right, right. So let's say like, I see the HL there, right? And let's say the HL says it's like 10 engaged. If I were to go to DHL directly, will I will it be more or less? Yours will be more. Oh, okay. That's because you have that bulk deal with DHL, yes. that they will be able to give you the discount. Yes. Uh, because on top of bulk deal, we also help them to serve the first layer of customer support. Mm. So that is more on the costing wise. Okay, like how okay. can we help them to enhance or even uh, uh, optimize their costing? Okay. Okay. And then in return, that's what we get. The the discounts, lah. Yes. All right. Huh. So, okay, let's talk about pre-COVID. Right, so obviously the growth was like kind of organic, like, yes. Mm. Uh, people were starting to, in fact, there were a lot more sellers also, right, pre-COVID. So how was that growth? Uh, was it something that you were, okay, almost 10 years already, do I need to quit this or it was actually quite promising? Before COVID, before COVID. Oh, this is very interesting also. A lot of people that has been asking, because on top of running a business, I do a lot of sharing. Uh, sharing to a lot of startup founders and they were asking hey Clarence almost 10 years like what your question is like what are you going to do next is it almost the peak or what's next uh, what, something new mm. so I think 3 years ago we started another project called uh, parcel pickup and drop off points okay. because after running a business for almost like 3 years 3 to 4 years during that time we noticed a lot of time when you actually buy something or you get item delivered you're actually not at home right like pre-covid mm. most of the time you're actually in the office yeah so what happened to the parcel? You have to go back to the sorting hub again. Yeah. Then you attempt for a re-delivery. Yeah. So when our career partners actually do that particular action, they're actually losing our money. Yeah, because they have to do twice, right? Mm, mm. Then even they call you, hey, you have a barang here, you can come and pick up, right? Then for you to go to one location is quite far. Yeah. All the post office, right? Yeah. So then we actually went to Taiwan. We saw that all the convenience store actually become a drop-off and pick up points mm. to create the network of conveniency. Yep. So yeah. three years ago, we started a project called Pigeon Collection. Okay. So from there, we work with My News, 99 Speed Mart, and uh, upcoming we have oh, basically we already launched the service with 7-Eleven. Okay. We also have Caltex. So right. all this instantly become the network where we can actually yeah. enable the conveniency. Okay. So we just drop it off there, lah. Yes. Right? Okay. So then, so you started that um, after about three four years. Mm. Right? So at that point, I'm assuming the business was picking up quite nicely, also, lah. Yes. Then COVID. Then COVID. So how was it in, I don't know, February? Just when it started. Oh, crazy, crazy. Crazy as in not just about, because of the volume spike and also mm. a lot of limitation like for, for like you cannot really travel across mm. uh, and then you have limited working hours. Mm. And I bet you also saw that uh, during that time, a lot of complaints is being bombarded on Facebook, right? On all the mass courier company. Mm. You have parcel piling up like crazy. That's right. Yes. The so, post Malaysia had like some crazy stories, lah, right? They, they were stuck and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So basically, and also you have like flight cancellation, you cannot mm. go Sabah Sarawak, mm. even international, all the parcel got stuck. Mm. So that is, that's what happened during February. Right. Okay, so and then? The team has been 
working really crazy. Like uh, we have been declaring work from home since uh, I think December mm. last year, mm. and uh, a lot of people saying working from home should be more easier, right? But if you look at the team, everyone actually work like even more than longer hours yeah. comparing to the normal hours because yeah. complaining coming in, volume comes in, and then we need to make sure all this is well taken care of because. We started from online, so basically anyone is very easy for anyone to actually find us, mm. in, including like reaching out to me, right? Right. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. hard to find us. That's right. That's right. Okay. So then, when COVID happened, so did so you were just saying that the volumes really started to shoot up, like really. From the very early days of like uh, MCO, mm. the volume actually dropped. The first two to three weeks, it actually dropped like forty percent. Oh wow! Because okay. I think during that time, a lot of people still panicking. Yeah, like not knowing what to do, right? Mm. And uh, that is the time that a lot of people actually stop uh, buying online, and then also people who sell online, they also stop doing what they are doing, mm. thinking what to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, after that, then people start stop stocking up items, right? Like toilet rolls and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. So that time, you also see a big shift of uh, what is actually being transmitted across the mm. item, the product. Mm. So most most of the items are all these uh, necessity items. Uh. Mm. Not really like all the gadget, baju. Yeah. Not, not even food and food so much lah yet. Eh? Yes. Yeah. Food stuff and all that. But I guess for your deliveries, is it more the yeah? What kind of what kind of items do people go through? Is it parcel with eh? or is it like everything? Basically you know? anything. Mm. Basically anything because uh, all our partners is cater mm. uh, to actually deliver any items, right? Okay. It's down to the vertical of the brands. Mm. Some we have like all these uh, on-demand courier companies mm. where you can get your item delivered in four hours time, three mm. hours time. Mm. Some you have like, cross-state deliveries. Mm. Some are doing actually international deliveries. So basically anything. Okay. Okay. What about the those deliveries from the restaurants and the food and all that? Is that something you guys do? Food is something that we don't do. You know why? Mm. Hungry customer is always very hard to please. So why 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 go through the stress? Is it? Yeah, and then also we wanted to focus in our vertical, right, mainly right. focus on the e-commerce parcel. Ah, okay, okay. So if I was going to order, so right now then, apart from to be honest, eh, I okay, I only shop on Shopee and Lazada la, So the only people who deliver are the DHLs and the Post Juice and what JNT and all that la. Um, but I guess if I were to go to any other more local shops and all that, they would have gone through a platform like yours, la. Yes. And even people who sell on Shopee or Lazada, they actually sell in multiple verticals. Yes. Some yeah. of them, they have their shop in Lazada, Shopee, and they also, and also have their yeah. own brand account. Of course. Yeah, so yeah. those volume that goes through some, uh, Shopee and Lazada, they will use that particular vertical mm. of uh, Korea Partners. Mm. Those that volume goes through their own ver- platform, then they will use Easy Pass. Mm. Hmm. Okay. From a, so geography standpoint, so how did you guys grow? So obviously it started off from, from Penang, mm. right? And then... When you say in Malaysia, yeah, and then how did it? How's that? How far is it going? Uh, most of the time is uh, because our career partners actually coverage the entire Malaysia. Mm. Depends on their business vertical. Mm. For those on demand, then definitely they have a limitation on states. Right. Like example, KL only, Klang Valley, mm. and Penang Island only. Mm. Because four hours you can only do such a short distance, right? Yeah, yeah. So for those partners that is uh, doing nationwide coverage, then we cover the rest of the place. Like mm-hmm. example, Posadu, they deliver to any kampung, like, even with both, right? So we also deliver to that. Yeah. It just takes a bit longer, la, yes. but eventually you would. Ah, so even Post Malaysia is a partner? La? Yes. Ah, okay. okay. Any other competitive platform to receive Pasa? Mm, not really as in such a big mass uh, scale. Mm. So on and off, you have some newcomers because they always thought that, wow, if you calculate one volume, one parcel, and then uh, 50 cent times how many volume, Kind of a very good business, right? Mm. But if you really run it, it doesn't really show that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So on and off, yeah, yes, there are a few coming up and then come and go all mm. the while. And I guess if it started in 2014 for you guys, six years already, it's like, okay, like the, the grand, granddaddy of this. this sound like, old, eh? sound old. <laughs> okay, what about comparing to... What is that company that you see they have uh, they have a shop lot that they take? Black like MB Mailbox etc. Ah Mailbox etc. Yes. So how is that model compared to, to you guys? So Mailbox etc. is more to like an uh, offline retail shop. Mm-hmm. So what they do is also they sell the service as in uh, Korea players, but it's more to the offline customers. Like mm-hmm. example a lot of people when they have urgent item, they don't even have an account. Instead of go to the nearest post office, hey I saw one shop outlet there. So mm-hmm. I just walk in and do the delivery. But that's very, I don't know, offline heavy lah, yes, right? More to yeah, offline yeah. heavy. And they are also our partners for our parcel drop-off and pick-up points. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Right? Yes. So not, I guess, like almost like frenemies lah. Yes. They would, you know, the one that's online, they will go to you and then drop it off there or they will go there directly. Lah. Yes, because uh, the customer base is actually very different vertical. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Ah, and everyone knows everyone in the industry. I'm sure, right? Yes. So, so finally now, after six years, you see this now when you first came back, nobody would know Gladens, right? So now at least they know <laughs> the you. Big right? Guy, right? <laughs> ah. Yeah. It's interesting that you maintain your business here from you're running it off from Pinang. From yes. Um a lot of people actually ask me, hey, why you why not you come KL, right? KL mm. got a lot of talent. But then I ask them, who said Pinang don't have talent, right? Wow. <laughs> because yeah. we actually notice when we actually do hiring, um, a lot of people instead of like they going to KL like people from Ipoh, people from Kedah, people from Sabah, Sarawak, they mm. actually came to Penang. So they mm. wanted the lifestyle like like where we are, right? Look at the environment, right? Mm. So they wanted the lifestyle here. They, they don't want things to go so fast. And they no, it's to, crazy. They don't want to start two hours in the jam, right? Unless you want to find parking in Penang, like, yes. different story. Or maybe not so, not so, it's a good attention. Yeah. Okay. So, and so you're talking about your team just now. Let's go back to that. So at the start, so how you said there was like five of you setting this up, right? This is like the tech guys as well, uh, We have two tech guys during the early days, right. and the rest are all the BDs and the rest. Okay, and, and yourself are going finding the partners and finding yes. sellers, right? Then how did the team grow? Which uh, parts of the team had to grow? Our focus is always like uh, tech driven in the very early days. Mm. Uh, our company, if you talk about ratio wise, uh, the biggest head count is actually in the tech. Okay. Tech division mm. because uh, we automate a lot of things. We build everything in house, mm. including our app, you know, our web. Uh, even for the driver's usage, it's all built in-house. Mm. So that is that actually considered the biggest in mm. The second portion will be the customer support. Because... Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Because in, to be honest, you guys, because you're aggregator, you are now the face of that delivery, right? Even if it's your partner who's delivering it, it screws up, I'll call you first, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Hence, you have to have a... Yes. How's, so, how's that? Man? So no matter what happened outside, it's also our fault. Yeah, you know? Yes. You know? Okay. So that's why we need to make sure mm. that particular um, journey is actually smooth. Right. Of course, there's some small hiccups all the while mm. because um, parcel volume that we are actually doing every day is uh, close to like 80,000 a day. Oh, right now? Right now, yes. Wow. So you can see even one complaint, right? Then it go crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. And we need to manage the wow. expectation from mm. our partners versus the customers and mm. our team. Mm. So the so back to the, the people itself. So are they all in Penang? Yes, it's all in Penang. Nice. Yes. Okay. Next time you can uh, since you are in here, here in Penang. Next time I can bring you and show you around in office. Like ah, a slide in right? office. Oh, okay. Well, this is like real Google style thing, yeah. right? Yeah. 
But of but course, it's uh, really sad that now because uh, MCO, CMCO, yeah. so we actually asked everyone to work from home. Hmm. So the office has been left empty since uh, I think May. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in fact, that's, are you considering then, uh, since everybody's going to work from home anyway, do you even need such a big space? And, you know, exactly. So that right. is the the hard part because mm. uh, everyone was asking, hey, when can we go back to office? Uh? Ah, so actually, in reality, people want to have an office to go back to. Yes, they always wanted. They always wanted. Mm. Because uh, how we work is actually, there's no bosses in the office. Like, we all sit together. We don't have any like uh, cubicle for managers right. or no even myself. No, it's all open space. Mm. And people just walk around, wandering around. We have music playing behind the background. People yeah. playing PS5, PS, PS4, <laughs> somewhere on the top. Right, right. Yeah. Very, very casual. Because the That's team... It. Uh, team size is about like uh, we have close to 80 people in our Penang office mm. and uh, the age group is about 20 to 25 so all are very young except this one uh. <laughs> okay so yeah, yeah and I guess how do you attract the, the talent uh, to, to, to join you know a relatively small company compared to a larger company even in Penang um, a lot of our talent actually came from uh, the user like they know about Easy Parcel, they have been selling online, so they know exactly what we've been doing. So that's, ah. that's something that's very interesting. So on top of this, it's also related to, because we do a lot of sharing outside. Mm. So they can actually see and they can actually find Easy Parcel online. They can, they can hear from me out directly. Mm. And then they see the environment. I think not really many in the northern region who have such an office culture. Right, right. It's more traditional uh, this side of the world. Yes. Okay. And if you look at youngsters nowadays, right, Hmm. Money is not really the key intention of what they are looking for. Hmm. Because any time their family is much richer than any one of us, right? So, yeah. so it's more to the company corporate culture and uh, how it actually looks like, how hmm. things work, hmm. and how can we actually empower them. Hmm. So that's why our retention rate in the company is actually quite high. Right. Um, the team that has been with me since the early venture is still with me today. Still the same guys, huh? Oh, that's nice, right? You at least have like a, it's like almost like a family, right? Yes. As long as you give them the opportunity to grow, hmm. So that, that is the emotional part of the business mm. where you can see how they join as a company from an intern yeah. to now senior manager. Right, right. It's nice, right? Yes. And you were saying so about 80 of them here. So where's the other 300? Uh, because we also have a subsidiary called Pigeon Delivery. So okay. those are the drivers out there. Ah, okay. I was just going to get into that. So apart from just relying on the partners to, for, to do the delivery, so now you've got into the delivery itself as well. Yes. Okay. What, what's the thinking behind that? Oh, um, in the early days, a lot of question mark was actually been asking, right? Mm. Hey, why you as a platform you venture into the vertical? Mm. So, is it will it be creating competition? So, during the very early days, uh, we actually asked ourselves as well because we see the volume is actually spiking all the while. Mm. But you can see uh, the coverage and also the service level from our partners. They need time to go. Right. But and, during and this not, time, they're not, they are not, they are not uh. getting the cross point. The point is not there. Yeah. So what can we do, right? Mm. Because we have been building like 4,000 pickup drop points. Mm. What else we can do mm. to improve the customer satisfaction? Yeah. Yeah. Then that's where we all started. And uh, originally, vision delivery is mainly for collection and pickup and the milk run. Okay. We started doing that. To pass it on to your actual uh, delivery partners. Partners, right. yes. And then started to, by doing that, then customers are asking, hey, Vision, since you, are, you have your flat uh, trucks and vans, do you want to come and pick up a while? And ah. that's where everything started. Ah, so it grew that way. La. Yes. So now you've got about 300 of these guys driving around in vans and, and cars and trucks as well. Yes. Wow. 
And during COVID uh, time, we also launched another project called Pigeon Flex, where we actually empower all the freelancers drivers. Mm. Because a lot of people actually lost their job during the season. Mm. Mm. And uh, we actually opened up so that we can actually connect to all these freelancer drivers mm. across mm. Uh, Malaysia. So this pigeon service is in Pine or nationwide as well? Nationwide as well. Alright, so how do you how do you reach out to you know getting drivers and all that outside from Pine? I think getting drivers is not really challenging because mm. uh, they are always there, they are always hunting for something better. Mm. So it's more to how can we retain and then uh, not just about paying them additional 50 cents, right? Mm. So it's again, it come back to the culture because we actually bring what we have been practicing on the startup scene and then empowering that to that mm. so that they can actually feel something different mm. and something that we have been doing is very different from what their experience is. Ah, what, what do you mean by that? So it's more to like tech-driven empowerment, mm. like how can we use app to make them more efficient. Mm. A lot of time, traditionally, they still use pen and paper, right? Mm. And sometimes, how can we help them to optimize just as simple as their routing? Right. So these are also part of the key as well. Okay. So make it easier for them to work, one. But how do you make them feel like you're, they're part of the Easy Parcel family as opposed to I'm just a driver for Easy Parcel? I think that is very important as in like when we first started Easy Parcel in the very early days, they are part of it, right? Mm. So they see the company from zero to where we are, mm. maybe 0.1. Yeah. So that is very important because yeah. it's like their own baby. Mm. And I'm part of it. Mm. So that is very strong. Okay. Okay. That's cool. And then the growth, as you can see, do you see this being something bigger and bigger that you take on? Uh, definitely it will be bigger and bigger because mm. if you look at the numbers of volume, you look at the coverage size mm. and you look at uh, um, how all the optimization is happening. So yes, definitely yes. Mm. So, Unless now, someday, uh, someone, everyone stop buying online. Yeah, I was actually going to go to that. Now the, the COVID itself has obviously forced a lot of people to do things very differently, lah, right? So online shopping and all that, even for your, for your necessities and non-essentials, you always do that now, right? When the okay, the vaccines are coming, right? We uh, hope, <laughs> we hope, and I hope it does what it's supposed to do, right? Yes. Uh, so then, do you what's what is your prediction in terms of people's shopping behavior? Will it go back to pre-COVID, where you know the malls will start filling up again, and your volume of online shopping will go back to that, or do you think there has been a permanent behavior change? I think people going back to shopping mall definitely is something that will happen mm. because everyone has been locked down for so long, right? So yeah. Even if you've got nothing to buy, you just go anywhere. Yes. Yeah. yes. Mm. So going back to shopping mall definitely is yes. Right. But buying online, I don't think it will surpass the back to pre-COVID. Reason why is because a lot of people before that, they don't really have the chance to buy online. Mm. They don't really tend to buy online. Mm. They have the option to buy online. Yeah. But when they go online, they actually manage to see if I'm going to buy this baju, right? Size don't have color don't have but that is not a limitation of mine mm. so why should i which they and... thought it was before la. yes mm. yes and even before they try a lot of mine might be thinking is it safe to buy online mm. will i get my item yeah. so all this has been clearly answered during the covid time mm. so the confidence level before and after is very different versus yeah. what they have experienced before so i don't think the buying purchase behavior will change for now mm. and it will actually teach them to buy even more because mm. they already got used to it. Mm. Like example, my wife buying all the vegetables, all the meat, is already buying online everything. Mm. So when everything finished, she already used the same list, just buy and book. Mm. And then deliver just come tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. the day after. So it's so convenient, she don't even need to go to market, right? Mm. And mm. before that, I want to go to market and press this, I want to choose. 
Correct. Right. So yeah, it's very it's, different. It's almost a it's habit, lah, right? I mean, it's trust, lah. Look, I want to hold the the bananas and whatever, right? Yes. If I order it online, whatever it comes, it's all not fresh and all that. Yes. But as you say, like it's actually proven that oh, you know, okay, what? Mm. Right. And also, all these sellers has already up their benchmark. Mm. Like previously, maybe yes, mm. uh, you might get uh, the unfresh items, yeah. but now because the competition mm. and everyone has stepped up the game, mm. so that is also helping the ecosystem mm. to build more trust mm. for new buyers. Mm. So let's go to that side of the market, right? The sellers. So pre-COVID, uh, how was the growth of people doing businesses themselves, right? Deliver compared to post-COVID mm. from a seller standpoint. Seller standpoint, let's say. I think pre-COVID, on and off, people is always going into online. Mm. But I think the push is not there. Mm. No, no urgency, right? I can mm. take my own sweet time. Mm. Example, if I have a retail shop. My retail business generated on revenue, definitely I'll focus on that because that is the core. Yeah. If you ask me to go online, I, uh, I still have time. I'll have a Facebook account. Uh, but people will come to my shop anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the urgency is not really there mm. for, for people to force people to, oh, I need to have an online store now. Mm. But after that, then it's different. Everyone, I have limitation in walking, right? Hmm. So where can I generate my cash? Where original, this is my core business. Yeah. So everyone started to look into how can I also have my online digital platform. Hmm. Uh, marketplace, my own brand.com, my social media, social channel. So it's, everyone started to look into that. That's why uh, after the two to three weeks of uh, volume going down, that's where everyone started to look into digital. How can I sell something online? Hmm. Mm. So that um, COVID actually pushed this button. Mm. And unfortunately, it's also, I guess, people who started losing their jobs and all that, right? They so, need to do something. Yes. Mm. And if you look at today's technology, right, it's not difficult to start an online shop. As long as you have a Facebook account, basically you can sell anything, right? Yeah. And then if you have a camera, basically you can talk and then sell anything, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the number of, you know, the Facebook live sessions, right? Or people just selling all kinds of whatever la. Yes. And it's, it's it's amazing. Some some of them you look at the number of views. Eh? It's like wow, there are a few hundred people are watching this thing. You know, like, yes. I don't know what three in the morning. Eh? It's yes. amazing. Eh? Because everyone is at lockdown, right? So yeah. what can you do? Yeah. So that will be like flipping through a live channel, one to one. Yeah. So then again, the prediction from that standpoint, like, do you think a lot of these sellers who right now are doing it out of desperation, like, right? Some. Uh, would they then okay get back their jobs and, and all that? Do you think there will be a reduction then from a seller standpoint? I think for seller standpoints, uh, because that was before and after, right? Mm. So after they started their online store, I think their focus will be shifting. So it means that their core originally will be offline. Mm. During COVID, after COVID, their core will be online. Mm. So most of the revenue generated will be coming in from offline. Online, mm. then their offline business will become the sub. Hmm. So that's what we have been seeing. It's flipped, huh? Yes. And I mean, kill out if they have survived in the first place, lah. Yeah. If they survive in the first place, by now, your online shop would have been your primary yes. revenue already. Hmm. And then the secondary. So it's like a supporting. Hmm. If you need to pick up from the retail, then you come. Yeah. Else, I can just deliver to your door. Yeah. I wonder how that is going then impact all these shop lots and the malls and all that, right? In terms of their their lots, lah. Because people before, if you wanted to open a shop, you would go find a physical store, right? Now, you know what? I don't need to open five, five, six different extra branches, right? Because my primary place is my online store online. already, right? Yes. So the offline mm. will be just a brand presence. Mm. And then for you to experience. Yeah. That's what happened in China. That's what happened in Taiwan. Mm. Uh, even pre-COVID, right? Mm. 
the, the retail shop is mainly for you to go and see the real item. Right. To touch and feel the quality. Yeah. Once you're confident, buy online. Yeah. Or to have the... I thought there's a big bag. The cut exhaust. Uh, yeah, right? So I think... And of course, you have the physical presence. You have your events and you know whatever. Lah. Mm. But hopefully, lah, yeah, when, when COVID opens up, right now we don't know yet. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So then what about uh, for you guys? What's the plans going forward? I think from our end, uh, we will keep on to grow the network part. Because uh, mm. once the network is stable and... Uh, what do you mean by network? The what reach, network? Mm. Uh, the retail and also the pickup promo points. Because all this will be the connecting point. Mm. Um, so that you don't really need to travel so far. Mm. And at the same time, also helping our existing career partners to actually drop their muscle pickup to, for them to be more efficient and optimized. Mm. Because if you look at uh, China or even all the countries out there, right, they can actually get an item delivered for, for like one Renmin P. But oh. in Malaysia, how are you able to do that, right? Yeah. So one is the key, uh, volume is the key. Mm. Second one is network and reach. Mm. So once you have all this, then we can also bring all this down mm. on the costing optimization. Mm. As you on the network standpoint, right, I'm assuming that before COVID, a lot of the drop-off or pick-up point will be from uh, retail and commercial areas. Mm. But now that a lot of people are running businesses from their homes, right? Do you see a bigger demand now for for residential areas to become yes. pick up from for the ladies? Yes, because on and off, because we have an online form for all these people who are actually interested to become the partner, hmm. they will write into us. Hey, can we open and point here? Hmm. So, yes. And it's becoming more like residential areas, lah. Yes. Ah, okay. Hmm. So, if the the barrier for entry to do a business like this. Doesn't sound that it's too high, oh. right? So another guy in JB somewhere else say, you know what? Maybe I'll do a easy parcel equivalent down there lah to copy, right? I think barrier entry to be to run an easy parcel too, I think is quite high. Hmm. But to sell online is definitely not high. Ah, okay. Hmm. So why, why, what would the challenge be for somebody to set up an easy parcel too? Hmm. I think the tech is the key, and hmm. also the mechanism behind the scene. Like how well you understand yourself as in the seller, hmm. what you really need. Because we have, apart from the aggregator platform, we have a lot of supporting tools hmm. for people who sell online to use it. Hmm. So for people to re- really replicate the easy parcel tool, then you need to build all this, right? Hmm. To make your customer's life hmm. easy. So at, at the end of the day, let us know who is someone who actually interests. Let us know we partner. Don't build something new again. <laughs> I guess it's a bit like um, shopping in Lazada, right? It's not just an easy place to browse for things, but as a Shopee seller or Lazada shopper, uh, Lazada shop, shop owner, the tools that they provide, you know, in terms of your, your inventory and your pricing and all that, right? Yes. Is, which is hidden from a buyer, right? But uh, as a seller, you need to have all these tools. So it's not then not just building a marketplace for people to order. Actually, you need to cater for the sellers themselves, which is yes. a big part of it, right? Basically, our, our, most of our customers are actually sellers. Hmm. So how can you make your life easier, right? Hmm. And that's the the last three, four years experience is building that out now, right? Yes. That's why our tagline is delivery made easy, right? Ah, is it? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Alright. So then, so the growth wise is from a network standpoint, right? Hmm. Um, but overall, it's still in Malaysia, right? Um, Malaysia wise, yes. Ah. Singapore, okay. uh, Indonesia, Thailand. 
these are the four countries that we are in now. Oh, I see. Okay, so there, there's dreams of regionalization already, lah. Yes. So how do you reach out to a place where you're not even you yourself physically not present, right? That's why Jakarta, for example, right, very far from Penang. Yes. So how how do you do that? So that's why uh, we have been always scouting out. Like example for Singapore is okay because we all speak the same language. Mm. Like all the local teams that we have, the partners that we mm. have. Uh, we actually have team actually sitting here in Penang, actually looking after Singapore office. Okay. Uh, Singapore mm. customers. Mm. So talking about Indonesia and Thailand, then is a remote. So we have a local team there. Mm. But of course, we are always looking for talent to join us, uh, to mm. lead the show there. To go as well. Yes. Do you see any difference or similarities in terms of the ecosystem over there? Uh, yes, definitely. Mm. Because it's very different. Like example here, uh, we print every view, right? Mm. We print the shipping label. Yeah. In Indonesia, Korea companies, they actually write every view for you for free. Oh, I see. That's how it's been practiced. Right? <laughs> yes. So, you have to follow that. Right? Because yeah. the labor is so cheap, right? You mm. don't really need tech to actually solve the problem. I have tons of people waiting for jobs, right? Yeah. I can actually yeah. hire someone to hand, hand return everything for right. you. So, the landscape is very different and mm. uh, the culture is also very different. Mm. What do you mean? What, what kind of differences? Uh, that, that part is one of it, mm. like how they actually practice of sending a parcel. Mm. So, mm. when we actually go over, we actually sell the, the potential of way of printing every bill through system. That's it. I don't need, because I have like five people sitting there write every bill for me. Uh, so, that is the difference. Yes, okay. and cheaper. Right. Okay. What about Thailand? Thailand any, is more to the language-wise. Mm. And uh, definitely, yes, the local team is very important for us. To understand, like example, if you ask me who someone who's sitting in Penang, right? I don't even know what is the festive season now in. Of course, yes, uh, Christmas is coming up. Uh, but of course, all the mini small ones, yep, yep, we will definitely know, mm. not knowing, right? Mm. When did you guys go over there? To Singapore, Indonesia, and uh, uh, After Malaysia, then it's Singapore. Then after that, Thailand and uh, Indonesia. So Thailand and Indonesia, I think we have been there for almost two years plus. Mm. But it's still, we are still looking for the right people to run the show. So the growth has been quite rapid, like mm. right after a couple of years from Malaysia, then you stay away with the Yes, and uh, on and off, we keep having people coming and approach us from India, from Dubai, um, like do we license Easy Parcel over there? They mm. wanted to run the show because mm. if you look at courier service, everywhere having the same issue, mm. every everywhere having the same challenges. Mm. So since we already have the number one to ten, right? Mm. So the playbook is already there. Mm. So how can we actually replicate that now? Yeah. So it's more to looking for the right talent to run the show. Mm. So. It's interesting that it takes a, an outside party, right, yourself to build this aggregator, right? Mm. Couldn't one of the incumbents have done an aggregator themselves? Um, I think yes and no, but mm. depends. If you already have your own uh, courier service line, how are you going to build a layer of platform to connect with your frenemies? Mm. So that mm. might be one of the challenges. So you think the other companies will trust Easy Parcel more than if JNT set up a platform lah. Yes. Although they brand it differently and all that, but you know the money behind it is actually your frenemy lah. Yes. Ah, okay. So then beyond, so how is the growth in those other countries compared to Malaysia? Uh, that particular two countries for Indonesia and Thailand is, is lower because mm. our focus is always Malaysia first, right? Mm. Malaysia yeah. first because we are here, mm. and then next will be Singapore, mm. then uh, Thailand, and then Indonesia. Okay. Okay. Do, do you see the the growth still primarily coming from Malaysia? For the time being, yes. Mm. For the time now, yes. What's your time horizon before you start saying, okay, we've saturated this market? I think still a big, big uh, portion. Like if you talk about um, e-commerce, right? It's only like, I can't remember the latest number. I think 5% of GDP, right? Mm. Contribution. So Is that all? Maybe 5 to 8. Huh? 
potentially maybe mm. 10 but it still have 90% right mm. so still a lot to do mm. okay but from uh, if you could snap your finger like Thanos and say okay the country that we shall be in the biggest which one would it be which is the biggest potential in? I think it's still down to the culture for all these uh, house, uh, countries in Southeast Asia mm. we really need to understand how things work there mm. before we really do the snap mm. interesting yeah. because you would because in Malaysia, because we're here, right? So we know that suddenly people are shopping online. Right? I would, would you be able to? I would guess that I don't know. So I would guess behavior is similar, right? People, in, although in Thailand they didn't really lock down, right? Mm. So they were, except for recently, lah. Unfortunately, right? They, they just gotten the more cases, right? Yeah. But I guess they have not been pushed to go online as much as we have. Mm. Indonesia, I don't know. Indonesia, hmm, I wonder how the online e-commerce is, right? As you say, lah, right? Because things are so cheap, and resources are, are it's cheap, everywhere. Right? It's everywhere, right? Yeah. People don't. I, I don't know whether the spending, the the spending power there for now, anyway, right? The middle class and the high class is as big as Malaysia and Singapore, right? Yeah, we yeah, seem to have a bigger market. Right? Don't know. Yeah, it could be right. What about Philippines? Philippines sounds like a very tech-savvy type, type place. Right? Philippines, Vietnam, I think these two are also potential mm. because uh, also it's tax heavy like what you mentioned and then marketplace is already there mm. so the education level for tech or purchasing online e-commerce is already, it's there. already there Yes. Yeah. What about from Indonesia and Philippines uh, sorry Thailand the network of partners right? so here you say you've got more than I don't know in Malaysia how many partners do you have? About 60? Total I think across 4 countries we have about 60 mm. um, Indonesia and Thailand, we don't really see that many because uh, you have very strong players there. Hmm. So only the small, small one that is coming up. So you yeah. don't really have the... The dominancy is actually very strong, like Thailand and Indonesia. Ah, okay. So it's very different. Like in Malaysia, it's all about very average, right? That's right. So that's what, that was my question. Like in Malaysia, at least you have a lot of these partners you can partner with, right? Yeah. And for you, like when you first set up, that was the first thing you had to do. Find those partners. Right? Yes. Are you finding it? easier, harder for Thailand and Indonesia? Hmm. Um, not really that challenging comparing to the time when we set up Malaysia hmm. because um, a lot of people they really know who we are. Ah, so at least now you have the brand. Like. Yes. Before this it was like, who me? Who's yes. this? Right? Okay. Who are you? <laughs> I'm yes. from UK, trust me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, okay. Right. So at least you have that to, to carry on. But beyond that, are they, do they have the same logistical support? and number of companies to, to deliver the whole of Indonesia of Thailand? Ah, yes, they do. They mm. do. Like, some of them, they are very strong in uh, doing all the islands. Ah, okay. Like Indonesia, right? Yes. Mm. So, also very different vertical. Mm. Okay. Okay, cool. So, what about... So, now you... So, you sounds like you... This, this pigeon thing is almost like your... Your little sub-brands, lah. Yeah. Right? Uh, what are the other new services that you are thinking of doing? Um, we don't really have much as in uh, what we are going to do next but mm. it's more to focus what we already have right. and then scale it more like example for Pigeon a lot of things can still be done right Like it's more to like our, our toy mm. so a lot of ideas that we can think of how can we actually implement it yeah, yeah. so there's still more la. there's, there's still more, more you can do la. yes cool. would you start venturing into other things beyond around logistics I think more to say, um, apart from logistics, then we will be like e-commerce. Anything related to these two, then yes. Mm. Because it's, it's actually cross, right? Mm. How you sell versus how you deliver. Mm. How you deliver versus how you yeah. sell. 
right? So as long as we can link this two, then that's where we are focusing. Mm. Because as you are now the player, the platform for the logistics, it doesn't take too much imagination to think about, okay, since you are very close to the suppliers already, now you become their e-commerce shops, right? You go up the value chain, right? Yes. Actually, you are quite right. Mm. Uh, like even for Easy Parcel, we're actually launching a project called Quicksand. Mm-hmm. So we're actually building some uh, shopping cart solution mm-hmm. for them to ease their process flow from people who actually buy from their online shop, which is mm-hmm. a social platform. Yeah. So yeah. how can they connect their orders directly to Easy Parcel so that mm-hmm. they don't have to transfer it over? That's right, right? Yes. That makes sense. Uh, and also for yeah from the customer side too, right? So you know I'll go to because I don't need to go. I think Shopee and Lazada. I think they may have a hook right? for now anyway, right? But beyond that, I go to WhatsApp, I go to Instagram, right? I go to IG. Yeah. Most of them forward me to their WhatsApp. Yeah. Right? So somehow along the way, you could. So you don't need to open a channel, or what I mean, right? As yeah. a customer, I'll stick to those. Yeah. But behind it, I'll go to facilitated by Easy Parcel. Right? Yes. To do the ordering, the payment. Exactly. The, right? Exactly. So it's just sending you a link after you confirm that you want to buy this item. You just click on it, then put in your delivery address, and then make payment. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Then the back end is actually fulfilled by Easy Parcel. Mm. So yeah, you're yeah, right. Uh, going to the e-commerce channel. Yeah, yeah. That makes that makes absolute sense. Right? If if you flip it, if I was the guy who has a marketplace now, right, to go down the logistics path, very difficult. Yes. Right. As opposed to you guys who are at the logistics path to go up the yep. marketplace side, is probably easier. Because the base of the customer, customer as in seller, is already there, right? Mm. Correct. Correct. Hmm. I see something happening. <laughs> But keep the idea coming. If you have any new things in thought in mind, let us know. Can, can, can. Uh, insurance. Hmm. So how do you insure all these things which you have partners already, right? So yes. we can talk about that. Yes. Uh, okay. I know. Uh, my day job. You know, yeah, yeah, so we can talk about that. Have to bring that up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of things. What about from the payment standpoint? Um, because you're the aggregator, so obviously you allow sellers to pay in any Ways, right? Anyways, all the e-wallets, ah, okay. anyone that you can name it is also on our platform. Ah, you have to be like, right? as convenient as possible. Like. Yes. Okay, okay. Hmm. Cool. cool, man. Okay, anything else you want to share? So, anyone breaking news from Easy Parcel that you can only get it from, from here first? <laughs> um, potentially, you might be hearing it in a few weeks' time. Huh. Uh, we are also uh, doing our small investment in uh, startup companies, ah, okay. which is uh, related to what we have been doing. Hmm. Oh, sorry, yeah. speaking of investment, we didn't talk about the money at all. <laughs> so is this bootstrap all the way or do you have VCs, you have funders? What's the what's the funding story if you, wanna, if you can share? In, in the very early days, it's all funded by ourselves because mm. we know we, we it's not the first business, right? Mm. So we know how to actually um, conserve the cash so that we have enough runway to actually to hit something that we are planning. Yeah. So all the while, we don't really have uh, early investors, it's mm. more to ourselves. Mm. And then uh, we are also one of the cradle CIP 500 ah, okay. yep. and that is a very early days. Mm. Um, thanks to that also, that's very important to, to help us to achieve going to the next level. Mm. At, at least it helps us to justify what we have been doing is someone mm. is actually valuing. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. after that, we instantly we go into our Series A. Okay. So that was uh, a year after we launched Easy Parcel Bank in December 2015. Mm. So that was with uh, Aziata Digital. Okay. Adif ADIF fund. Mm. So that's Series A. And then uh, last year, June, July, during that time, we closed our Series B round, which is with Kobe Venture and also Teleport Asia. Ah, nice. 
Okay, with OB, that's cool. Yeah. Okay lah, so at least your name now is like up there with the with the top tier VCs lah. Yeah. Okay. So are you do you need to another round of funding for further growth or the series B is okay to, to last for, for a bit more? I think it's more to not just to look at the the money, dollar and cent side mm. uh, side, right? It's more to like when we actually look for fundraising, it's more to the strategic value. Mm. How can we actually one plus one become eleven mm. rather than just money? Because mm. if you talk about just money value, there are a lot of rich people out there. Mm. So it's more to how can we scale the business to the next level together. Mm. So that's where we look into always when we wanted to go for fundraising. Okay. But is there any coming in the, in the near future or more yet? Uh, not really have the plan, but uh, it's always open because fundraising is always ongoing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Of course yeah. It's like well, dating, dating, right? <laughs> you never said, I don't date now, right? <laughs> yeah, so in fact, it's always it's always best to be in that mode when you don't need the money. Yes. Right? Because then you never push that, right? Yes. Yeah, you have to leverage. And then you have more time to think about it mm. and then to build mm. down in details. Correct. Yeah. How much no dilution no yes. do you want? Eh? Yes. <laughs> you give away, right? yes. Okay, sounds cool. So with the with the 400, what what's the plans for 2021 now that we go into 2021? Oh, but if I speak to you again in this cafe, when I come back for New Year next year, I yeah. think we will do it, right? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. have let's have another conversation one year from now. Okay. What would you have hoped to have achieved a year from now? I think uh, it's more to empower um, the we we started looking into sellers, right? Mm. SME sellers. Mm. So now we also venture into logistic providers. Mm. So ourselves is also a logistic provider. Yep. So we also venture into looking after drivers and mm. delivery boys. What do you call them again? Pigeon? Uh, pigeon. The driver. We have the pigeon driver. We have the pigeon hero. Okay. So what, what's with the pigeon? Like? Ah, yes. Why pigeon? Oh, make a guess. If you look at the spelling, right, it's the same bird pronunciation but without the I. Oh, is it? P-G-E-O-N. Oh. Want to make see. a guess? Why? Don't know. In, in the early days, people sent letters to oh, pigeon. Oh, using pigeons. Right? Ah. Using pigeon. And then when we wanted to buy the domain with the I, it's so expensive, right? P I G O N, and it's a baby brand, right? Okay. I don't know, really. The What's baby that? diaper, and then the baby. It's a pigeon. Yes, oh, it's okay. called pigeon. Pigeon.com, right. and it's so expensive. And uh, we as a startup, we always very cost conscious. Oh, I right? see. So by removing the I, it still sound the same. <laughs> pigeon. <laughs> ah, so but it's about the courier service, lah. Yes. Courier messages. Ah, yes. okay, okay. Ah, okay. So. It's going to be more on those side, that side lah. Ah, it's more on that, that side. How can we actually empower more drivers, riders to make their life better? Mm. Because the impact is actually very huge. Mm. Like imagine you have like 300 drivers, right? Mm. 300 families is actually relying on us. Yeah. I was actually immediately thinking about how to deliver all these vaccines. <laughs> right, right? Yes. It's going to be big, man. Yes. I think when the vaccine starts coming next year, I don't know when lah, they say like first quarter. Yeah. And there's all these transports and all that. Mm, okay, interesting. We need to partner with the Kementerian KKM and all that, right? Yeah, to, yeah. To deliver. Okay. So this time next year, let's see how you yes, pre- how how you grow your your pigeons. Yes. Become fat ones. Yeah. <laughs> right, cannot be too fat. <laughs> Else cannot, <laughs> cannot fly. Cannot fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clarence. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, it's thanks. been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I will thanks see you again next year. Yes, definitely. All right.